Welcome, welcome back to the kitchen table with Arctic Eric. Thanks for joining me here. I'm looking forward to spending these few minutes with you here at the kitchen table. Thank you for taking the time to be here. Thank you for uh, those of you who have been sending ideas to me that we might chat about here at the kitchen table. And in recent months, in fact, on several different occasions, the theme, the idea about deliverance came up. And so uh, I've been asked to chat with several of you uh, here at the kitchen table about the topic of deliverance. Now, I'm aware that this podcast has been listened to in over 45 nations, and that means there are many folks from many different perspectives and concepts and backgrounds and experiences. So I'm going to try to hold the middle of the road on this subject of deliverance. I know from my own life experience walking with Jesus 45 plus years that there are many different ideas and views about deliverance and darkness, uh, the enemy, Satan, demons, unclean spirits from uh, the extreme side that says there basically are none to the side that finds them under every rock. Well, We're not going to uh, spend time in either of those ditches. We're going to try to stay in the middle of the road with our eyes upon Jesus, the one who was crucified in the center, the one in whom we keep our eyes fixed, the one who dwells in us through his spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher to reveal to us the great truths that are hidden in Christ and yet revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. This is an introduction uh, to the topic of deliverance, and uh, I will try to remember that when I'm stating something objectively, that being founded in Scripture, that it be identified as so, and that when I share something from a subjective experience, that that is also identified as so. We certainly don't want to build our theology on experiences. We want our theology to be built upon the Word of God and at the same time live in an expectation that God himself, who dwells in us through his Holy Spirit, will in fact cause us to subjectively experience all that that is clearly written objectively in Scripture. We don't want to live just in the word or just in the experience. No, we want both, but we want to keep them in the proper order. The horse before the cart. The horse is the word of God that leads us and the cart follows. That is those marvelous experiences we can have in God regarding that completed work that he wants to express in us, to us, and through us that he completed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. So let's look here a little bit at this uh, subject of deliverance. I'll share a little bit about my own uh, journey. Back in the 70s, I was listening to the New Testament on cassette tape. And before I got saved, I had managed to make my way all the way through the Gospel of Mark out of the dramatized Living Bible. And one of the things that I recalled was it, there was so much emphasis on uh, the kingdom of, of deliverance, on the king delivering people from demons and darkness and sickness and disease and oppression. Oh my, it was, it was just something that 
that was amazing to me as a, as a non-believer. And then, of course, as you've heard before, I listened to the Gospel of John, and that's where I discovered that God loves me, and my life has never been the same since then. Well, not long after meeting the Lord, uh, maybe a couple of years later, having spent quite a bit of time with Jesus in the Scripture, I was in a small group setting, and I believe it was in Tallahassee, Florida, and in the discussion came up uh, the question about deliverance, and we began to look at scriptures out of the New Testament where our Lord, our King, our Master, the one we follow, ministered deliverance by casting out demons. So that discussion uh, had ended, and it was quite interesting, and of course it was very theoretical, and not long after that, someone in the group called me and said, Eric, I think I need help from the Holy Spirit to be set free from some things. And that began a journey for me uh, into the understanding that I'll share over these many parts that are coming on this topic of deliverance. But God was faithful and set this person free. And then in my travels, uh, including, it comes to mind, a, a trip to India in the 90s, I was in a village, and the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart to ask about children. What is happening with the children? And specifically, how are the children sleeping? And I knew nothing about what was going on in this village, but the Holy Spirit who lives in us, he knows what's going on. And so I asked about it, uh, and all of a sudden, after the translator translates the question, people start leaving the tent. And I'm like, man, what just happened? What What is going on here? Well, people went home to gather up their children, for as it turned out, for quite a season, children were not only not sleeping well, but they were having night terrors. And uh, I won't go into a lot of detail right now. There were some reasons for this happening. Part of it was what the parents themselves had done, but I can understand that. But nonetheless, we prayed and took authority in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, not our own power, strength, or ability, but the power and the authority that are in Christ and in the use of his name. And uh, that was it until the next year when I returned to that village and heard testimony after testimony about God coming into the situations in those homes, into the children in those homes, and setting them free. In fact, one parent said that since their young child had been born, it had not slept a full night. And since that night, when we prayed the year before, the child had slept every night. And then even here in Sweden, I was in a conference uh, in the southern part of Sweden, and uh, an individual came forward for prayer, and their physical body responded as I had seen it do in other parts of the world, and it hit the floor, and another brother and I took this person out of the sanctuary to a side room where we commanded in the name of the Lord Jesus that those powers loose that individual, and that's exactly what happened. And then something very interesting that's happened in the last 10 years or so, this past decade, is more and more uh, ministers, uh, particularly in the Lutheran context, have been contacting me to ask me what I might know about this topic of deliverance. 
And so with all of this background, I want to uh, move into the subject of deliverance after this introduction. And I want to let you know also, uh, as part of the introduction, some of the things that we're going to look at. We're going to look at deliverance and exorcism. What do we mean? How do I see those different terms between deliverance and exorcism? Then we're going to look at discernment. It's so important that we understand how we discern what's happening in an individual. Is it psychological? Is it something physical? Is it demonic? What is going on? So we want to look at that. Then we're going to look at, is it the flesh or the devil? That'll be an interesting one. Then we're going to compare the idea of possessed or demonized. What do we mean by possessed? Then we're going to look at some changes. The change of kingdom, the change of the king and lord, and the change of the mind and will. And of course, there'll be some other things after that. But I want to leave us with some Bible verses here, uh, here in the introduction. In Mark chapter 1, verse 39, we see that Jesus was preaching in the synagogues throughout all Galilee and casting out demons. We can also see in Mark, the end of Mark, chapter 16, that there are signs that will accompany those who believe. In the name of the Lord Jesus, they will cast out demons. If we're believers, that's us. And then in Luke chapter 9, we read, Now John answered and said, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he does not follow us. But Jesus said, do not forbid him, for he who is not against us is on our side. And of course, we want to be on the side of, of Jesus. We want to, to walk in the scriptural understanding of what does God want to do in his plan for freedom and deliverance for every man, woman, and child. Okay, that's the introduction. That's it for the moment. Thanks for being here with me at the kitchen table as always. And I would like to pray as I often do what I call the best prayer I know, and that being that God's good, perfect, and acceptable will be done in your life and through your life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Good day.